Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, indeed. Welcome into the Ciroc Point after the Saints, a 23-13 victory over Tampa Bay. They are alive. What a way to close out the 2023 slate uh, going into the new year. Black and gold still have a start at the postseason. 23-13 victory over Tampa Bay. Bobby, uh, pretty impressive outing for the black and gold when they needed it most. Yeah, uh, listen, all you can control is uh, your next game. And what performance you put out there, uh, listen, the game shouldn't even have been this close. Uh, when you plus four in a turnover margin, uh, I don't know, uh, that, that should have been like a 23-3 to three type game and end up being 23-13. Uh, to 13. But uh, when we get to that's bugging me, I'll only tell you what's bugging me. Like Dennis Allen said, you can't let them get behind you because the, the, the clock is your friend. You can't give up chunk plays like two play drives and, and stuff like that. Uh, boy, I, I, I'm glad Trey Palmer fumbled on that one. But look how wide open he was. That's I'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, we've been opportunistic overall this year. Now seven games we've had at least two or more takeaways. Uh, that's a vast improvement uh, over last year when you consider uh, you, want, you want to protect the football and, and you want to take it away. So now, if you look at it, uh, the Bucks came into the game plus 10, which was tied for number one in the league, so they are plus six. And now, all of a sudden, we go from plus four to plus eight. No, so we, uh, we should be better than a 500 team with those kind of numbers, but uh, it, it is what it is. The one thing I thought overall, I, I thought uh, they would have sacked Derek Carr more, but you got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, when you look at, like, uh, sacks and uh, what occurs, uh, they had one sack and we had two sacks. They came into the game with 44 sacks, and we had 31. So uh, uh, th- that was a surprise, uh, even though we, uh, Ryan Ramchak being out and, uh, you know, uh, who we plug and play uh, on the offensive line. Uh, the Kentucky kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that got hurt. Um, Landon right. Young. Landon Young gets hurt, and all of a sudden – we bringing in the veteran uh, from Florida State, and I mean he, he was he was outstanding. Uh, now I forgot his name. Uh, what's it, what's Cam it? Irving. Cam Irving. Cam, not Cam Jordan. Cam Irving. <laughs> yeah. So uh, th- when I look at that, uh, the guy stepped up. They look at uh, John Abram, and and what he did, taking advantage of his opportunity to play. Uh, that was truly a diamond in the rough. Even though he's a former first round draft pick, but taking advantage of his opportunity to play. The one thing. Bucks fans cannot say anything really overall to Saints fans. Because, uh, you know, when you get into argument and all that, or you're just uh, saying, well, all I know is there's no other team in the NFL that the Saints have beaten more. <laughs> so we've now played them uh, 64 times, and we've won 40 and lost 24. So it, it's almost 2-1. to one. So yeah. – uh, uh, that's the team, the franchise that the Saints have beaten the most, that being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a 40-24 record. And uh, we've been road warriors for sure in Tampa. 
We played 28 times and we won 18. So uh, we're 18 and 10. So uh, that's all good to show you. Uh, now, can Carolina help us out and beat Tampa Bay? I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but we'll we'll look and see. Uh, all you can do again, you got to take care of beat the Falcons next week, and then uh, you still got to. Uh, you're saying we have a chance. You still have an outside chance. But I thought it was outstanding how we started the game. You know, I almost wanted to set the tone that uh, not so much. Uh, you know, defer, and then you get the ball to start the second half. I'm glad we got the opening kickoff and what occurred because it couldn't have been a better start. Do you know we went 14 plays, 73 yards. The drive was right under eight minutes. Seven minutes, 56 seconds. That was Carter, Jawan Johnson, four-yard touchdown. We're up seven to zero. But that's how you keep the crowd out of the game. And that was actually, I said this at halftime, that was actually the first touchdown on an opening possession in 16 games. Say what? Like in the past, when we were <laughs> right. playing before seven, and we were playing 16 games, seems like we do that at least eight, nine, ten times a season. But that was the first time opening possession touchdown in, uh, in 16 games. And then we go out there on defense, and we're able to force a, a three and out. I think we'd have, we'd have forced back-to-back three and outs. Uh, but then, you know, Brian Brzee uh, ended up getting that face mask penalty, and he had a sack. Uh, you know, then Alante Taylor, um, uh, you know, I look at and we had illegal contact by Debo, but then Alante Taylor came up with an interception. So that was his first interception in his career. You remember last year, I guess the 49ers, he had a pick six. His first interception, and it didn't count. Uh, well, we had a block in the back or something on the return, or some happened before, no, holding. That, that DB ain't even here no more. I can't even think of his name. Uh, you know, who ended up causing that uh, Alante Taylor not to get his first pick. But finally got that monkey off his back and uh, a first career interception uh, of his career. I, I thought overall, though, the Saints had the tone. Uh, you can hear the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans were booing. So some Saints fans are not the only one that hmm. boo. I mean, I'm sure they were booing in Philadelphia. Uh, like the, the, the Eagles lost to the Cardinals. Uh, look, look at the Cardinals. To show you the NFL and how tough it is, any given Sunday, you know that cliche, the Cardinals have now beat the Cowgirls and the Eagles in the same season. Aren't they considered right there with the 49ers amongst the best in the NFC? Right. Well, I guess the moral of the story is you don't want to play the Cardinals. <laughs> or, or, or you better uh, show up. But I thought we set the tone, if you look at it, uh, we had the ball over 13 minutes more. Then the, uh, the then the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I thought that was significant uh, when you break that down. I thought our, our defense has been outstanding on third down. Uh, they were only two of eight, twenty five percent. We've stayed in the top five third down defense uh, throughout the season. Now red zone and goal to go. There's two different scenarios. Red zone is like um, they haven't stretched it, like twenty yard line on in. Sean Payne would sometimes say 25-yard on end red right. zone, but it's really the 20-yard line on end, and then goal to go. Okay, you're inside the 10-yard line. Now, red zone ended up being one of three, 33%. But goal to go this year, we have been outstanding. When we get goal to go, we're 100% today, one for one. I, I'm, Charlie, you can look that up. But I'm going to say we might have had goal to go scenarios off the top of my head, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12, and we only got stopped once when it's been in, without getting a touchdown. We get inside the touchdown, the 10-yard line. We've been scoring touchdowns, and we've been outstanding, and that was the case today.
uh, going one for one. Now, we attempted to run the ball. We had the lead. You should. Uh, Alvin Kamara wasn't available. When he was available, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, he averaged like four and a half yards a run. like he hurt his ankle. But um, we, had, we ran the ball 35 times. It still only averaged 3.1. You know, uh, you you uh, just one more yard. It's amazing how much four point one uh, would sound. But you know what? I, I think they only ran the ball fifteen times. But overall, I think that was pretty good for our defense, uh, giving up uh, three point eight. Uh, but, but that was the key. Plus four turnover margin. Baker Mayfield had a couple of interceptions. Derek Carr protected the football, and they had two fumbles and they lost uh, both their fumbles. So in, in that regard, uh, that was outstanding. Now. Uh, Looking at individual numbers, Jamal Williams, I thought he was running hard. Um, he basically doubled Alvin Kamara's carries because Alvin went down with his ankle injury in the second half. But Alvin ran the ball 10 times uh, for 45 yards, 4.5-yard average. Uh, Jamal Williams, 19 carries, 58 yards, 3.1. But I, I thought he was running hard. Uh, so when I look at that, now when you look at the uh, all-purpose yards, because Two of the best in the NFL was in this game. Uh, Rashid Shaheed and Rashad White. So you look at Rashid Shaheed at 82 total yards. I, I thought he was um, outstanding in the return game. You know, when you look at that, he averaged 13 and a half yards of punt return. He's been amongst the top three throughout the, uh, the NFL season. So uh, I look at that, he had uh, a 27 long like kickoff return. Normally, uh, you don't see that, but uh, that was outstanding. Lou Headley punting the ball right at 45 yards net. So uh, I, 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 I think that was the net, uh, but anyway, it was right around 45 yards, I think. Uh, that goes a long way, but looking at uh, Rashid Shaheed, 82 total yards. Rashad White uh, for Tampa Bay, who's amongst the best, he had 66 total yards. He's as much a threat as a pass-receiving running back than running the football. He had 11 carries, 42 yards, 3.8 average. Now, Edmonds that are back uh, basically averaged 5.5 yards a carry, but only three attempts. But uh, Rashad White, as a pass-receiving uh, running back, he had four catches, uh, four targets, four catches for uh, 24 yards, but only a long gain of seven. So when you compare, uh, like, who's contributing all-purpose yards, and Jamal Williams had 71 because uh, he, he was involved with four targets, four catches. Now, Alvin Kamara had 49 total yards, Taysom 42. And like I said, Shaheed with 82. And then Rashad White, 66 total yards. Um, but the one thing that was puzzling, I thought it was overall outstanding defense, and uh, I'm going to talk about this later. Uh, you know, I'm going to save for what's bugging me? Uh, I, I'm not going to say that right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll save it. Uh, you can kind of guess. Uh, I'm giving a hint. Oh, like chunk plays, splash plays. What? <laughs> oh, we, we got gash. That, that's why Tampa Bay uh, came back into the game uh, by those unbelievable like big plays. And uh, you cannot afford to have that, especially with a lead. You know, you might say, well, you don't want to play too soft. You still want to be aggressive, but you still can't let them burn you and get behind you. Uh, but anyway, uh, looking on the defensive side, uh, Pete Warner. I always said this might be the first game of the season. He led the team in tackles. He had nine total tackles, eight unassisted. Uh, I thought he was very active. He had a, a tackle for a loss also. Um, I'm not going to reveal the diamond in the rough, but I'm going to give a little hint. Uh, uh, Abram, 
Uh, you look like five uh, total tackles, interception, forced fumble, uh, pass defending. So it was very active. Um, I would say um, more active than if we'd have had, uh, because he's been more opportunistic than Jordan Howden in there. You know, Honey the Badger's dealing in with there. the illness. Yeah, and then Marcus May, obviously, we know he's been hurt. But uh, Abram, uh, playing alongside uh, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, took advantage of his opportunity. Now, the two players, um, one a rookie, and he's been pretty consistent throughout the year, and he had that penalty at the beginning. Brian Brzee, I thought he was outstanding. Had a sack, a quarterback hurry, a tackle for a loss. But you know who's kind of turned the corner? And I think we got to figure this out. He has to rush the passer. Don't put him in coverage. That's what he did at Wisconsin. Zach Bond. Hello, right. It's like, okay, no. When I see this, okay, he led the team in quarterback hurries, and he was tied uh, for tackle for loss. Well, he ended up with a sack, two quarterback hurries, a tackle for loss, and also a special teams unassisted tackle. I think that was on that kickoff card that I told you. But, see, that's a nice tackle uh, by Zach Bond uh, right there. And uh, Levante David, for them, that didn't surprise me. He had uh, 11 total tackles. Uh, LSU's on. Devin White had seven total tackles and a tackle for a loss. But the Saints outplayed Tampa Bay. Uh, the, the Saints uh, deserved to win. Now, it should have been a lot easier than it was at the end. How uh, you had them down and, you know, when you got them down, you want to kick them when they're down. Uh, the whole thing, uh, you want to step on their neck, you know, kind of thing. The old cliches are put the nail in the coffin, you know, put your boot boot heel on their, on their neck. Uh, we kind of let them up, but we still, uh, well, it could have been a little different how that two-point play went, considering it was not a double penalty, considering they would have had a chance where an onside kick was. Uh, but good for Foster Morrow uh, recovering that, and then you could just kneel down. And, and game's over, but um, an outstanding win. Uh, Tampa Bay was playing uh, to solidify their hosting and, and winning the NFC South, and the Saints said not so fast. Now, they'll have that opportunity against Carolina, and it's going to be a shame. I don't know what's going to happen, but you beat Atlanta, then you look at if you're not in the postseason, the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and the certain games. and uh, They don't have anyone to blame but themselves. Though, right. It, so. and, yeah, and when you control, uh, and, and, and it's been as of late, that Rams game. But it just goes to show you, uh, then we think the Giants were sorry. We played the Giants here. Now, I know L.A., the Rams had to go all the way across the country and play in New York. New York had a great chance to beat the Rams. And we just talked about the Cardinals beating the Eagles. It's the NFL. You, you just don't know. Uh, but the Saints came out on top. And the bottom line is that um, the Saints have always uh, had majority Tampa. of time the Buccaneers' number, Tampa Bay's number. And still alive. And, and still alive. That's it. And the, I know the Falcons aren't alive <laughs> as they lose in, in Chicago to the Bears. We're going to pause 10 seconds now. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. What's your take, Houdat Nation? You heard the Cajun Cannons rant. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Everybody's lining up. 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more well, of the Ciroc Point after. And, and Steve, I couldn't rant too much, boy. If I had to talk one more minute, I gotta, I'm got i kind of under the weather a little bit. I Everyone's know, hurting a little, I think, right you're now. You're hurting my voice or 
something. So uh, we'll be back I'm hanging with, in there <laughs> with more of the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints getting a 23-13 victory at Tampa Bay. Remember, Saints win, you win at McDonald's. Want to get into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line? Hollywood in Thibodeau. Happy New Year, my man. I'm doing good. How about y'all? All right, Hollywood, you sound a little under the weather like me a little bit. Uh, your, your, yeah. your throat's a little raspy. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the burning cane over there, and uh, I got the allergies. So. Oh, okay. Burning hey, that sugar there. cane. I got you. <clears throat> hey, Bobby. Yeah. Happy New Year to you and uh, Steve, yeah? Well, uh, yeah, and Charlie. Uh, so, Happy New Year That's to you, all. Hollywood. Yeah, uh, the Saints, they said the opening tone. On a drive, as the best drive I've seen all year long. Without a doubt. Without, Hollywood, you know? not only was it the best drive, uh, come on. Uh, we got spoiled. Drew Brees did this a number of times. But, like, any time you go 12 plays or more, and that was 14 plays, the yardage didn't matter. But I'm telling you, this is what matters. is the plays, the number of plays, and the time. So right. we went 14 plays. Seven minutes, 56 seconds. So that's basically eight minutes, and we're winning 7-0. to zero. When you do that, uh, well, you couldn't, especially on the road, uh, you, you can't get off to a better start. And then uh, they get the ball. What we do, Hollywood, we force the three and out. So, uh, I mean, uh, the, I, I thought that was outstanding. And that first three and out, we, for, we forced. Remember, they had a third and one. And Rashad White, a minus one. Cam Jordan got a good penetration. And uh, Pete Warner came up with the tackle, and we forced a three and out. Now, now th- that's how you set the tone of the game. Juan Johnson, he, uh, we've been bashing him all year when he draws the ball. He had a hell of a game for that, so that's my diamond in the rough, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, th- that's a good diamond in the, in the rough. Uh, Jawan Johnson, uh, 12 targets. Uh, you know, some people might say I want Jimmy Grant to be targeted 12 times. Let's see what would happen. But Jawan Johnson, uh, 12 targets, eight catches, 90 yards, 11.5-yard average. His long game was 32. He had uh, a touchdown. And then when you look at one point, Steve, I want to say he had like um, – I wrote down uh, in the second quarter, like six targets, six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. So a lot of it happened fast, Hollywood. He ended up, uh, you know, with eight catches uh, on 12 targets. But at one point, it was like six targets, uh, six catches for 70 yards to set that tone in the first half. Appreciate the call, Hollywood. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. Sound off here heading into the new year about the Black and Gold's victory. 23-13 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Happy New Year, Houdat Nation. A great 23-13 victory for the Saints in Tampa Bay. Black and gold now sit 8-8, eight and eight, tied with the Bucks in the division. We know that they need the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to lose next week to Carolina and take care of business against the Atlanta Falcons. And then, bam, 
The division is for the taking for the Saints. Uh, heading into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, want to check in with Craig, who's in Tampa from Craig's Electrical. Man, you helped turn up the juice in Tampa today, my man. Yes, sir, man. It's been a, it's been a experience. First time in Tampa for a Saints game. This is, it's awesome, awesome experience. I suggest everybody come out. Well, and, 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 and Craig, uh, what was awesome uh, that you got to be uh, loud and proud from the get-go. Uh, we we are up seven to zero, and then we forced it three and out. So we were setting the tone, uh, and then I even heard uh, that's NFL fans. I heard the Buck fans booing and how disgruntled they were. <laughs> I show I show you uh, the countdown to kickoff next week. I'm I'll play you the video. Yeah, they were booing. It was uh. It was definitely an experience. Look, the first thing look, we took the crowd out. That's the first thing. First time all season, open and drive, right? Right, Before right. First time, yep. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Other than that, look, the other, the other two scores towards the beginning of the season is what? Two field goals. That's it, right? Yep. So, yep. awesome, awesome experience. Again, you know, we took the crowd out. Um, I was a little worried in the second half. You know, I mean, we didn't put up any, any, didn't put up six, six points, nothing like that. You know, any touchdowns, nothing like that. So, right. that was a little, a little shaky. Um, but we had things turn in our favor. You know, look, Brian Breesy, he's a rookie. I'm excited about his career. Uh, you know, defense stepped up. Pete Werner, you know, had somebody that's with us. You know, she was like, look, that guy number 20, he's, he's dirty. You know, look, at, look how dirty he is. He's playing his heart out. You know, nine tackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tackles. He led the team in tackles. Uh, usually you would think that was Demario Davis, but Pete Werner uh, was outstanding. Uh, nine total tackles, eight unassisted. Uh, a tackle for loss, and really that first uh, three and out, it was a combination of him and Cam Jordan holding on that 31, Rashad White uh, for minus one, then they had to punt. Uh, to, to me, that set the tone in the game. Uh, but, Craig, oh, yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you, um, and I'm sure uh, a number of uh, people you might know or you're familiar with because you might see them have black and gold or purple and gold, and they're doing a two-for-one especially with LSU playing against Wisconsin tomorrow. So I know I talked to you in that here you got the Saints Tampa Bay and then you stay in town and you get to get a two-for-one, the local interest, LSU and Wisconsin tomorrow. Or, or, have you witnessed a number of fans that went to the Saints game uh, today and also going to LSU tomorrow? I, I'd say at least uh... – I'd say at least fifteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand Saints fans there that were going to, probably going to the game because oh. you didn't realize how many Saints fans were at the game until probably I want to say about three four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden who that the chance started coming out. <laughs> yeah, you, you can hear it on the TV like, too. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were looking around. I mean, it was it was wild. What was crazy about it was all the. I call them the closet Saint fans, right? So <laughs> security guards. We're walking in. They're going, "Hey, hey, man, look." I hope we win. I'm like, man, I'm like, hey man, I'm like, who do you say? Man, my cousin's Deuce McAllister. I'm from New I'm from Mississippi. I'm like, you serious? I mean, we're meeting people from all over. It's really cool. They had people from Rhode Island, uh, New York. Matter of fact, I met a guy who sat behind me was Will Smith's high school coach. Oh wow. Went to you know, yeah, went to his his, his wedding, unfortunately his funeral. Uh was there for his kid first kid's birth, the Super Bowl, you know, it's just small when world. you travel out of, out of, when you go to all these different um Venues, yeah. different cities when you travel. Man, it, the Saints fans, it, it's mind-blowing that the people – I went to one game in Carolina, and I met a lady who – and then got a Saints – she became a Saints fan because she's from New York, and they were giving out these little uh, trinkets that were like different NFL teams, and nobody wanted a Saints one. She liked the Florida Williams, how she became a Saints fan. So 
you know, who that nation's all over the place and, you know, it's alive and well. But again, you know, just to see this many people, you know, especially with the LSU game tomorrow, you know, matter of fact, the hotel that we're staying at, I booked it's Wisconsin. It's a team hotel. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Keep those Badgers up tonight. Hey, Craig, you need to go. Like, hey, guys, I'm like, hey. I'm like, hey guys, I have another Ryan Ram check that I could throw away. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. What you need to do is um, uh, to get them a little, um, you know. Now, what you need, you know, what they did, Craig. What they used to do, pulling the fire alarms at, at team hotels. I never forget. The only time this happened to me was in 1984, the San Antonio Gunslingers. And all of a sudden, we're playing in San Antonio with the Michigan Panthers. We go out there, and some. Like a uh, worker in San Antonio, it's like USFL pulls the fire alarm. So like three thirty in the morning, so oh, we're all man. up. So that's the only thing you find out the team hotel if you can, and then so they don't have oh, a good man. night's sleep. Now I know that you might think that's a little dirty, but that's happened a number of times for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're gonna have to do that with Wisconsin tomorrow. I think we'll be, I think we'll be in good shape. <laughs> Well, uh, well, Craig. No, uh, well, well, thanks for calling, and, uh, and, and and thanks for representing the Hootat Nation out there. And um, listen, we got to take care of business in the dome against the Falcons. I think because they have yep. truly turned into the Falcons. Uh, you know, I, I think yep. they have given up. Uh, they have, uh, look. Uh, they lost to Carolina. Anything can happen within the division. I think Carolina. Uh, to me, if I if I want this, because uh, because he's a seasoned veteran. I would much rather Andy Dalton play against Tampa Bay than Bryce to give Carolina a chance to win, to win the yep. game uh, uh, against Tampa Bay because Tampa got to win now. Uh, you know, they could have won today against the Saints and solidified that, that one playoff game like they did last year, uh, but not so fast. And so it would be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen and how Carolina, if you're going to be a pro, you know, that's one thing. Craig, is that you constantly being evaluated. You know what? You might say, you're not playing for nothing. Uh, well, you're playing as a player for your livelihood. You can't be plucking mm-hmm. out. Or I, I, I'm packed and I'm <laughs> going on uh, my uh, January Caribbean vacation, whatever. No, you're being evaluated. You want to play. You're not tanking nothing. The big guy in the sky don't lie. So I'm a Carolina Panthers uh, um, a player. Why not ruin uh, Tampa Bay's parade? So, Craig, I'm curious. You taking your private jet back to New Orleans right now for the uh, Lakers game tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on uh, Southwest and I'll be back. <laughs> no, I gave those, I gave those tickets away, but no, it's, I gave actually to a Saints fan met at, at the game, man. You meet, you know, it's at, at one of the games. You know, you just meet so many people, and you know, when you're out like this, and just good people. You know, what I mean, I, and one thing I have to say, man, is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some of the most friendliest people. I, I, play, I rank them up there with the Carolina Panthers fans. Yeah, and, okay. and, 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 well, well, they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't throw snowballs. Well, I guess they wouldn't have snow <laughs> like in Santa Claus, like them Eagles fans. Hey, but, yeah. but, but Craig, I'm gonna uh, send you guys pictures tomorrow from the game, and, right. and we'll see y'all for the countdown to kickoff next Sunday, right? All right, all right who Craig. That, Craig? Uh, hey, as we let you run, who that, baby, who that? Who that, Craig? Uh, 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 Steve, you know what's crazy right now? To show you now, fans don't want to hear this. They want their team to always be dominant. Who was dominant last year? And they were in the damn Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, look how disgruntled they are right now and dysfunctional. 
What? It's unbelievable. No, I'm just seeing right now Matt Patricia's Eagles defense was up 21-6 to and lost, so there's definitely some panic in Eagles land right well, now. He has that number two pencil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, look at the Bengals. Uh, now the Chiefs scored at 17-10, to but uh, yeah, they're kind of disgruntled in KC and Philly. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. You heard the numbers. Let's hear from you, Houdat Nation, here on the Ciroc Point after. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Going to go to Corey in New Orleans. Want to talk about Derek Carr. What you got for us today, Corey? Hey, man. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today, man? All right, Corey. What you got? So, look, Bobby, listen, man. For the last 15 weeks, we've been on Derek Carr here. About everything. And I'm going to be completely honest, and I'm going to just say this and hang up. He had a complete game today. I think he came and he showed up today, bro. He did show up. Uh, Corey, you're absolutely absolutely right. He had a quarterback rating 111. And you know what? It wasn't like uh, he didn't have to throw for 300 yards. You know, a lot of times you look at Derek Carr, man, if you didn't watch the game, you go, well, well, look, look at the numbers he put up. He was pretty damn good, but it was garbage. <laughs> it was like it reminded me of like old 1990s Jim Everett. And that all of a sudden, and this is even Jim Everett in the Saints uniform. Uh, I wasn't here no more, but I know Jim Everett. Look at the numbers he put up, and the game was out of hand. Give me the game what Derek Carr did. He was 24-32. 197 yards and a quarterback rating of 111. Right. And he had uh, a couple of touchdowns and no picks. That's more efficient than if you'd have thrown, now, you know, fantasy and all that. You went, oh, 300 yards, this or that. But uh, that's more significant than just out and out putting numbers. So we got to give Derek Carr uh, credit. He hung in there. He handled adversity. But when you think about it, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, do you have anxiety or do you have mental anguish? Anxiety, I've said this before, and mental anguish is in is when um, you're working your butt off and you got about six or seven mouths to feed and you get laid off. I always remember when Jim Kelly told me that. You remember the old Buffalo Bills quarterback went to four straight Super Bowls of and course, his dad, yeah. you know, Pennsylvania and all that. He goes, okay, how am I? Man, I just got laid off. Look at all these people that I'm responsible for. Now, that's uh, high anxiety right? and that's stress. If Derek Carr Keeping really it real, right. got to compartmentalize, you got to be a mature adult. That's why when you think like Derek Carr is like, oh, uh, the city really doesn't love him. But I know one thing. Uh, he loves his family. He's a good Christian man. He loves God. Not that he doesn't want to play for the fans. And all that, but it's not going to rule his life. Now, that might frustrate you as a fan, but I'm telling you where Derek Carr is coming from. That's why he could come today and have the kind of game, game he had against Tampa Bay because he has a peace of mind. Now, he knows what he could do. Now, do you do that week in and week out? You are human. And I always said this. I don't know if Derek Carr... Uh, because it's the market. I'm a capitalist. I mean, I don't know if he's worth $37, $38 million, uh, but I know the market and NFL quarterbacks right now, I know he's a $20 million a year quarterback, so I don't know if you cut that in half or whatever. I know you might say, well, that's still too much. No, that is the market. Now, uh, you you look at Baker Mayfield. He's basically getting paid uh, the same thing as Jameis Winston, but look at his production. 
Now, he got off to a slow start. Uh, we gave him the business. Now, will Tampa Bay reward him? It'll be interesting to see. I don't know what he's going to do against Carolina or if they have an opportunity to go in the postseason. Uh, but he has not been rewarded like Derek Carr. It's just always what have you done for me lately, right place, right. Uh, right time. That's why a lot of time a normal fan, a blue-collar fan, cannot relate. Because if you look at the NFL in the quarterback position, or just a professional football player, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. You can't put it, even though plumbers cost a lot, you call the plumber, <laughs> damn, well, what is that costing to fix my toilet or whatever? But you look like air-conditioned guy plumber who, who knows a trade, who knows a craft, or whatever it might be. But when you look at entertainment, that's why, um, I mean, look at Kelsey. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, look at Taylor Swift, how she impacts uh, the uh, economy. Wherever she goes, well, what does she sing? She writes songs that people can relate to. So, But you look at the impact she has. That's why when you look at entertainment, you can't put it in the regular workforce. This goes back to the Roman Colosseum. This goes back to Circus Maximus when you're watching the chariot races. And they have over 100,000 people watching that. And people wiping out. Uh, you might die. You might not. You get trampled by a horse. But they entertain. Now, it's, uh, it's controlled violence, uh, which football is now. We, we don't want to be as barbaric as maybe they were in the Roman days. But as human beings, that's why you can't put entertainment in the regular uh, trade or workforce like a carpenter, a plumber, uh, whatever it might be. So when you look at that, uh, that's why if you put it in the right perspective, you can't be hating. Uh, you could say, well, he's not living up to expectations. Uh, you might say, well, he's stealing money with all that. Uh, but if you're a capitalist now, if you're a socialist, that's different. Uh, you know, everybody's equal and all that, which uh, if everybody's equal, then you don't have an incentive to be the best of the best. That That's why ultimate socialism is communism, which is not good. Now, I'm, damn, I'm, re- I'm already in 2024 uh, going forward with the election, whatever. But when I look at where, like, an individual player is, uh, it could be Aaron Rodgers. However, it's a number of high-profile players that it'd be the same thing like uh, Mick Jagger or um, Frank Sinatra. What, they're going to go sing for an hour and they get paid a million dollars? Exactly. Well, people want to be entertained. That's just part of it. So now I went way off on a tangent. But I'm just telling you, Derek Carr has stepped up and he understands the task at hand and he's not all freaking out uh, because it's not working out in his first year like he wanted to. But you know what? He knows he ain't going nowhere. He knows what the Saints have invested in him. I don't know about 2025, uh, but Derek Carr is the quarterback for next year. So if you're a Saints fan, you're who that nation member. And, uh, well, you better hope Derek Carr succeeds because we're counting on him what we have invested in him. We're here on the Ciroc Point after till 6 o'clock. Want to ring in the new year with you, Houdat Nation. Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. That's 504-260-1870. We'll be back with even more right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We are back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from you, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Cajun Cannon, time to see what's bugging you about today's game. That's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company after this 23 to 13 victory in Tampa Cajun Cannon what is bugging you well um 
what's bugging me is like uh, you're way ahead and they only have uh, so much time left on the clock. You can't be getting burnt. Like what I mean by burnt, you know, I always say this, uh, splash plays. Right. Chunk plays. Uh, you look how that's going to occur. Uh, Third and long's converting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have sustained drives and, and all that. But when you see like, like chunk plays and uh, all of a sudden uh, that Tampa Bay scores uh, two plays, 54 yards, 15 seconds. You're like, what? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, uh, so this is what I look at. This is bugging me is that we gave up three plays. Three plays for 136 total yards. Isn't this pros versus pros? Three plays, splash plays, chug plays, for 136 total yards. Is that counting the Trey Palmer fumble? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Okay. what if he doesn't fumble? Right? No, exactly. We were saying that. Uh, Trey Palmer, that was 54 yards. Uh, Chris Godwin, 47 yards, touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, he had a couple uh, he had 133 and 135. So it's even more, Steve. Uh, yeah. So so uh, let me see. I, I, I forgot to add that 33 because he had a 35-yarder. So when you look at that, we gave up four plays for 169 total yards. Like, uh, come on. And we that, that'll that drive Dennis Allen crazy, a defensive sure. back coach. And the defensive back meetings, they're like, okay, listen, I know you want to be aggressive. But you cannot let them get behind you. I thought a couple of times with some deep balls, Honey Badger, uh, that he didn't help out the cornerback enough. You know, wrong angles. It's all about angles in the NFL because uh, all these guys can play. You take one or two, a one, one and a half false steps, uh, you can't recover. And then you get burnt. So, uh, but to give up, like on four of those plays, and two of them to Mike Evans overall. You know, he ended up with only uh, three catches for 70 yards, but he had 133 and 135-yarder. Uh, that, that was bugging me. Too many splash, splash chunk plays that uh, you cannot afford to do if you're truly a dominant defense. Like, uh, I mean, I don't see, like, who you think is the dominant team right now and what have you done for me lately. You'd have to say based on what they did against the 49ers and what they did against the Dolphins, sure. the Ravens. right. I mean, I don't think the Baltimore Ravens would give this up. Like uh, four plays for 169 yards, even though I'm not even talking about their offense and Lamar Jackson and how explosive he is. But uh, that, so that's really what's bugging me, and it, I, I know that's bugging Dennis Allen also. Folks, you can sound off on the Ciroc Point after as we get ready for the new year. Looking like a new Saints team today, pulling out a 23-13 victory. Four takeaways, huge for the black and gold. Sound off on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. It's 504-260-1870. We'll be back with even more right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Before we get back into our phone calls here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka, Charlie Long, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Saints playoff scenarios? Obviously, we know about the black and gold needing to beat Atlanta, and hopefully the Carolina Panthers can take care of business against the Bucks. But there is still a wild card possibility for New Orleans. Why don't you break it down? Yeah, I was just chatting with our buddy Longshoreman on the uh, Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line about this, guys. Right now, via NFL.com, the Saints' playoff current probability is 27%. 
And it's very simple to win the NFC South. You win next week against Atlanta, and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers. The Buccaneers currently have a 68% chance to make the playoffs. It's very simple for them, too. If they win, they're in type of deal. Now, with the Rams beating the Giants earlier today, uh, the Giants missed field goal. It really stunk. But their pro- playoff probability is actually 90%. They've basically got that six seed locked in, guys. So you're going to be looking at a potential uh, Detroit LA matchup in the first round of the wild card, the three versus the six, and Matt Stafford going back to Detroit for a wild card playoff game. The, I think the, NFL, the NFL loves that. Absolutely, drama. absolutely. And then you're looking at specifically the uh, the playoff race, the wild card race. The Saints jumped three spots in the wild card race today. They jumped from 11 to uh, number eight right now in the current standings with an eight and eight record. Right below them, the Vikings and the Packers both have the tiebreaker over them. They play tonight on Sunday night football. It's very simple for both these two teams as well. For the Vikings, their current playoff chances are 22%. If they lose, it drops all the way down to 2%. If they win, it jumps to 40%. Same thing with the Packers. They're at 7-8. and eight. They're third in the NFC North. Their current playoff percent is at 22. If they win, it jumps to 49%. If they lose, it drops to less than 1. So if you're looking at those two teams and who they play in Week 18, the Vikings play Detroit and the Packers play the Bears in Week 18. Well, well uh, uh, Charlie, uh, to simplify this, because uh, I'm, I'm simple-minded, Okay. Uh, that um, – is this what we'd want? Is this ideal? I'll make it uh, as simple as possible. That, that, that if Minnesota would beat Green Bay and then and lose to Detroit, and, yeah, yes, because that, then at yeah. that point both of those teams would be eight and nine. Gotcha. Eight and nine for at best for Green Bay, maybe even seven and ten, depending on what happens with their matchup against the Bears. So neither of those two teams would be making the postseason. So basically, what you need, and this is as simple as I can make it for that wild card spot, the Seahawks right now they're playing Pittsburgh. That game is tied 17-17 in Seattle. You need Seattle to lose out. They're at eight and seven right now. You need them to finish eight and nine, and you need the Vikings or Packers, the winner of tonight's game between those two teams, to lose in Week 18. Well, and uh, and then beat Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you still got it. We, we got to win two in a row uh, to close out the season. Now, Charlie, I'm looking at, um, you know, the Seahawks are hosting the Steelers right now, and obviously you want uh, the Seahawks uh, to lose both of the last two games. And uh, they finish on the road at Arizona. Who just so, knocked off Philadelphia yeah, on the yeah. road. And, and then uh, you look, uh, look, they knocked off the Cowgirls and, and the Eagles. So uh, the Cardinals are one of those teams. You've had to pack a lunch uh, because they, they yeah, play, can't just go they play hard into for the game against him. Right. Yes, they that play hard, head coach. He's, without he's, a doubt. He's doing a lot with the little guys. So without a doubt. That's as simple as I can make it for everybody. For that seventh seed in the wild card in the NFC, you need to beat the Falcons in Week 18 have Seattle lose out, which includes a loss this afternoon. They're playing Pittsburgh right now. And then have the winner of Sunday Night Football's matchup between the Vikings and the Packers also lose their Week 18 matchup. Well, you just mentioned you were talking to Longshoreman on the line before. Uh, breaking it all down for us. Let's go to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line and see what Longshoreman's got to say. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, hey, Charlie and Bobby, I'm sitting here the same way, man. I feel like I just went through a tornado with Charlie. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying my best to keep it simple. <laughs> trying to follow on because i'm like you bobby i'm a caveman so i'm trying to follow all that but he he, he broke it down pretty good i got to give it I, I, he's kind of like morgus the magnificent yeah yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah. Ch- charlie's very gifted you just need tampa bay to lose to carolina and to beat atlanta that's the easiest yeah, scenario that, that, you that, host that, a playoff that, game at that point right yeah. instead of hitting the road so, yeah. so charlie so charlie and bobby uh and uh, steve all that being said I'm on the fence about what game to go to, believe it or not. I think we ought to pack up about half of the Houdat Nation and, and head to the Carolina game and root for them. Because I think the Saints are going to take care of the Falcons. 
Yeah, well, well, well I, I, I tell you what, uh, I don't know why, maybe because they experiment. That'd be funny to see Saints fans take over Carolina for the, the Buccaneers-Carolina <laughs> game. Yes, like, uh, <laughs> and you're saying just, uh, what what they call it, pound them? Or what they keep call pounding, it? right. Keep pounding, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Man, what do Saints fans do there? They keep pounding. Uh, but uh, you know what, Longshoreman, I'm telling you, right now, because of the experience, I don't know if they're thinking this way because you look at draft picks and all that. Uh, but uh, they'd have a better chance to me to beat Tampa Bay with Andy Dalton than going with Bryce. You I, got I, 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 there. Okay, let me tell you, Longshoreman. If you look, <laughs> if you look what happened earlier, and you look how tough it is to win in Seattle, the Panthers went to Seattle early in the season, and Andy Dalton threw over fifty passes, well over three hundred yards. And they had a chance to win. They didn't throw any picks. Uh, uh, Bryce wouldn't have did that. Uh, he would not have mm. accomplished that. So I'm saying, now I'm being selfish for the, uh, the Saints fans. And how could Carolina uh, beat Tampa Bay? Yeah, Tampa looking Bay. here, Cajun Cannon, 34-56, 361 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. At Seattle. At wow. Seattle, correct. And, and a loss, though. Wow. And, uh, so, so, so what did Bryce do today? What did, what did he do today? Look at Bryce. Okay. I mean, they, they want to make him work out because he's the young guy, and look where you know they drafted them one overall and all that. Uh, but uh, and Andy Dalton's like a mentor, coach, and all that. But, but what, did, what, what did he do? Nineteen of thirty-two passing, one hundred twelve yards with a pick, and he was sacked six times. Uh, I guarantee you he can move around better than Andy Dalton. But you know what? He's probably jacking the ball back in, in, in the pocket. Andy Dalton would get rid of that quicker. I'm just telling you, as a Saints fan. But see, Carolina's not going to do that. They they're going to just right. They're not trying to help the black and gold out. Yeah, yeah they're going to go with Bryce and trying to give the rookie more snaps. Yes, I, but I, I'm telling you, Andy Dalton would give Carolina a better chance to beat. Uh, I agree in with my you. opinion with the Bucks. What all you this, got, Charlie? All this talk about Andy Dalton's making me kind of reminisce, guys. <laughs> just a couple years back in 2017, 2018 season, the Bills made broke their long playoff drought because Andy Dalton and the Bengals beat the uh, Ravens to help the right. Bills sneak into the postseason that year. So, you know, if that were to happen, it would be kind of a repeat of history from just about half a decade ago. Right. Well, if you're truly trying to win the game or I'm just trying to survive this season and gain experience and all that. Uh, but you know what? There's a shame on uh, the, the Saints. It was our fault. We leave it in this situation. It's our fault uh, when you think about it. Uh, you always want to be where you control uh, your destiny, your postseason hopes. And that kind of uh, went uh, uh, under the radar, so to speak, or uh, fell off the cliff when we lost to the Rams in L.A. And, and so now we, we got we to gotta win, but then we, all these other things have to happen. What you got going on heading into the new year, Longshoreman? Well, I think uh, me and the, me and the wife and my daughter, my young, our youngest one's here at the house, and she's got a few friends. We're going to light the fire pit and hang out and just chill out and relax and uh, I'm gonna enjoy this win because Bobby, uh, this is one of the win- one of the games I was uh, truly able to just sit on the sofa and relax. I never jumped up and got too excited that you know, <laughs> oh man, what the heck's going on here? But uh, I-, I was able to relax. I thought we had control of that game through three quarters. I just didn't like it to look like they kind of took their foot off the gas in the fourth. I'm right. with you. I think you got to hold hold your throat on them until it's done. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to look. Uh, listen, it's not politically correct in this cancel culture. Oh, you can't kick them when they down. Well, hell yeah, it's football. You kick them when they down. Uh, you knock them down and then you step on their neck or you put that nail in the coffin. That's that. That's just the way it is. That's football. That's coach speak. 
And when you got an opponent down, you got to discourage them. Don't ever encourage them. Now, when you give up the chunk plays that we did, uh, then that's encouraging them to have a great comeback. But like you said, Longshore, from the get-go, uh, Steve, I, I, I was very optimistic. I said, well, that, that's what we need to do. We've been waiting for this. They went 14 plays, 73 yards, almost an eight-minute drive. We went in 7-0. Then we forced a three and out. Or say when you say like, oh. We hadn't seen that since the first preseason game. We were exactly, all excited. Exactly. So we think like, uh, are, are they having a, a hangover from the Rams on Thursday night? Right. Are they discouraged? No. Uh, whether you admit this or not, who that nation, the team plays hard for Dennis Allen. Now, you might not like that I'm saying that, but uh, have you ever thought they gave up on Dennis Allen and uh, I'm checked out? Never a doubt. Now, no. now that means he's uh, installing them uh, to be a pro. If you want this to be a livelihood, you're constantly being evaluated. you got to do your responsibility and your job. So you can't be like, ah, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm going to do what I want or I'm checked out. No, then you won't last long in the NFL. But one thing, they're playing hard for Dennis Allen. We're, ta- we're taking a break here on the Ciroc Point after. Before we step away, let's t- pause 10 seconds. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Stepping away, want to hear from you on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Sound off with that nation as we get ready for a new year. 504-260-1870. Be back with more right here on the Ciroc Point After on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from you, all you hoodats, as we get ready for the new year. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody at Saints 23-13 victory in Tampa Bay. Helping kick off the celebration on here's Eve. Uh, the Oakland Hard Jewelers. Jewelers talking text line 504 260 1870. Your turn to sound off there. Gonna go to Renee in Ponchatula. What you got for us, Renee? Yeah, Bobby. Hey, what, what you got, Renee? How you doing? What you got? All right, hey, look. Um, you, you think it's time for a new punter next year? Because I can't, I can't take this punter no more. <laughs> no, uh, because you know why, Renee? Uh, you might not like the pretty punts because it's not a spiral, it's rugby style. Uh, but the Saints are number one in the NFL in punt coverage. Can't argue with that, right? Okay. They're only giving up five. They're only giving up five yards of punt return, and a lot of fans got to get used to this. This rugby style. You have to look at. Don't look at the gross punt. Oh, that's a beautiful punt. Look how far it went, and you know, look at the Tampa Bay punter uh, from University of Georgia. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, he was trying to put the ball away from uh, Rashid Shaheed, and he was shanking it. Shank. So. Yeah. Uh, what you want to do, and the Saints have been outstanding, because uh, we're very seldom we get we don't get outplayed on special teams, is that your coverage units. So you're having a rugby style punt. It's not going to be a beautiful punt. Punt it might be an ugly punt, but they can't set up a return. And the Saints are number one in uh, punt coverage. Uh, when you're looking at it, uh, opponents are averaging five point two, which is number one in the National Football League. And on the flip side. Uh, Rashid Shaheed uh, came into the game averaging 14 yards of punt return, while today he was 13 and a half. Uh, so I, I'm not worried about a return game, Renee, and you might like the traditional spiral punts like Ray Guy, like, you know, Southern Miss punter with the Raiders. Oh, look at that beautiful right. punt, how far he kicked it and all that. But the game has changed. It's all about flipping the field and hitting yardage and all that. So... What teams are doing now, they look at the net, not the gross, and they look at a net punt 
and how you actually okay. able to get back uh, to get down there. And if you only given up four and five yards of punt return, that is outstanding, and that's where the Saints are at. Now I got I got another question for you. That that hit that Baker took. You think he's out next week? Uh, I, I don't know. But you get hit, tackle. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, he look. They, they showed him on the sideline. He was crying. He was crying. I don't know, Steve. Did you see that? You or Charlie helped me out here. I mean, I don't know. Did y'all see him? Uh, that he was that. No, I didn't recall seeing that at all, honestly. So, Renee, maybe he was upset because they weren't going to win. Uh, but I, I didn't I don't see know. anything that he was dealing with, with that much pain kind of thing. Yeah. Now, the one thing I told Steve – Now, the one thing I told Steve, I mean, you until I get slammed into the uh, turf or the grass – Taysom Hill one time, and a chunk of grass came on his face mask. Right, he got spun to the ground and slammed. And like, oh, a lot of times when you get a concussion, it's not so much the hit, but it's how you get slammed on the ground. And it's a lot different on a grass field versus like an artificial turf field because uh, it's like you're on concrete. And the ground will give a little bit, uh, but, but Taysom was fine with that. I was like, whoa, that, that was a hard hit. Uh, caused by the player, but but into the ground, uh, which is a grass field, not necessarily what you'd have in the dome on artificial turf. We're going to take a break, step away, and be right back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. You heard the numbers there on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, and what has grabbed your attention on the text line, Cajun Cannon? Well, uh, Steve, looking at this, and uh, let me see where this is from. Um, this is from 51, um, 16, I think that's right, yeah, 51, uh, 18, yeah. Bobby, have you seen the video of your old coach, uh, Jim Mara Sr., calling out Derek Carr? Mara preaches the truth. I mean, I mean, I think I uh, speak the truth. Uh, he basically said Carr uh, isn't getting any better. Uh, he said he has played all these years and is the same guy. He's not going to get any better uh, than what you've seen from him so far. I take that as Carr has reached his ceiling and the upside has passed him. Uh, he's a quarterback on the downside of his career. And then he goes on, uh, Carr's not getting any better. But, okay, from a financial standpoint, you have to hope that Carr can get better. Because what they have invested in Derek Carr, now fans don't want to hear this. You might not want to hear this, um, 51-18. But Derek Carr's not going anywhere. Derek Carr's going to be the quarterback for next year. Now, he you didn't might, put up eye-popping numbers today, but definitely had a solid outing. Yes. You might not like it. Yeah, you have to look at how he led the team. Now, you might not like it, uh, but it is uh, what it is right now. And if you look at it, uh, just to let you know where we're at, because you're looking at Russell Wilson and what's occurring right now with the Broncos and Sean Payton and all that. So finances and money is always involved. Now, the, the fans don't want to hear that. But you got to uh, speak the truth about a player's availability and their prospects for the future to lead a certain team. That always uh, comes into play. So 51-18, I'm looking at uh, Derek Carr right now. His deal uh, includes a no-trade clause. He got guaranteed paydays of $30 million and $40 million in 2024-2025 seasons, respectively. 
So uh, to me, it's a marriage between Derek Carr and the Saints. Now, a divorce is not feasible until the 2025 season at the earliest. So when you think that I don't want Derek Carr to be my quarterback, well, then uh, you're in la-la land. Because what they have invested in him right now, he's the quarterback for the last game of the season against Atlanta in the Dome, and he's the quarterback next year. Now, beyond that, I, I don't know, because then what you eat or, you know, a uh, salary cap and where the Saints are at right now. So I just explained to you why uh, I don't care what Coach Mara said. Uh, Coach Mara could say uh, that, that he isn't getting any better. But you better hope he gets better because he's your quarterback. If you want to win the NFC South or do something in the playoffs, uh, maybe a miracle, you luck out this year. But even next year, uh, Derek Carr has to excel at a high level yeah. uh, to lead the way. To, to be fair to Cajun Cannon, uh, obviously, how much would an improved offensive line help out Derek Carr as well? Well, uh, it would help. How about we can uh, run the ball better and not average? You know, everybody was, oh, you throw the ball uh, everywhere, this and there and and all that. But how about instead of, in theory, uh, game in and game out, now it's fluctuated. Look how we we ran for 2.2 yards uh, a run against the Rams. How about that defensively in the trenches? Because, you know, the fans follow the football. How about we'd only given up? three and a half yards a run, and we're able to run the ball four and a half yards a carry. Huge difference. Yeah, you, you don't think that is monumental yeah. about how you stop in the run and running the football so you get more possessions, you get off the field, and then you make the quarterback better. You do play action, they honor it more because you can run the ball. And um, the one thing to me, obviously, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer. But do you think right now the offensive line we got right now could sniff the offensive line's jock uh, of the old players? Well, we got freaking Jari Evans is up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I could go on and on. Jari Evans, Carl Nix, Teron Armstead, Max Unger, even when Sean first got here. I was going to say, you've even brought up a guy like Ben Grubbs. Ben Grubbs, Larry Wolford, Jeff Fain. I could go on and on. The only one, and he'd be the poor man on that offensive line, and he's the top man right now, but he's damaged goods as Ryan Ramchek. Right, he's on injured reserve. Yeah, Ryan Ramchek would be part of those outstanding Saints offensive lines, would be very solid, but not the best of the best. Well, with the offensive line we have right now, he's the best of the best. So, And that's something we've invested in. Look all the money. That we've paid Cesar Ruiz. Look all the money we've paid McCoy. Look all the money we've paid Andrus Pete. And Andrus is get, getting ready to get paid again. No, uh, look, he's done a solid job at left tackle. Now we drafted him at tackle, then he went to guard. Now he's uh, back at tackle. You know, he's like bipolar or something. <laughs> so where's Andrus Pete uh, coming from? It's been working for him, though. No, uh, exactly. So uh, the point being, uh, I think when Drew had all this success, and Drew will acknowledge this. We had one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. Like, uh, the, not top 10, like top three. And how we controlled and kept defenses off balance. 
but with the run and protecting him. And that's when you had, uh, you know, over a decade of success because of that. And so right now, uh, we almost can't grasp or can't handle how offensive line is too much on a roller coaster and, uh, and don't have the continuity that we'd love to have because we had that in the past. Happy New Year, Houdat Nation. We're taking a break here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. We'll be right back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network after this. See you later, 2023. We're heading into 2024. Winners, the Saints, 23-13 victory at Tampa Bay. Black and gold now 8-8 eight and eight on the season. Here's what quarterback Derek Carr had to say after the game. The post-game interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Yeah, we just uh, we need to start fast against this team. Um, you know, they're leading the division. Excellent on defense. Um, you know, you know, coach. Coach challenged us this week. He challenged us individually. He challenged us as a team, certain units. Um, and so, getting that score early, I think just lit. You know, lit everybody up. Jawan made a great tough catch. Tight window had to take a hit for us. He did. Um, and I think that ignited everybody. I really do. Uh, the belief, you know, that it's one thing to keep being positive, but when the when the when it comes to fruition, you know, uh, I think the belief gets higher. Derek, you and Juwan seem to you and Juwan seem to really click in training camp. Uh, I felt like, I'm trying to remember back then, but it felt like you went to him a lot. Yeah. And obviously, that kind of showed similar results today. Why do you feel like it took so long to kind of show up again? Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought we began to do things nice uh, and see certain things, and then he gets hurt, you know. And then, uh, but then you saw Taysom step up, you know, and fill that role. And how many catches he's had, you know? Uh, can't remember the Houston game and just so on and so forth. But you know, making big plays for me and for us, and especially down the red zone again today. But you know, I think you've seen that that position and that role. Uh, get filled by, you know, Taysom and other guys. And then Juwan comes back healthy and, um, you know, his role is his role. And, you know, when the plays are dialed to him, he's able to make those plays, you know, none bigger than the one down the middle to get us out of backed up. And to catch that, make a front flip, one of the best safeties in the league hitting him, you know, that was, that was unbelievable. With an injured shoulder, too. With an injured shoulder, yes, yeah. How much have you been able to kind of rely on that kind of shoe that you had at the training camp, even though it's later this season? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dan, he's another guy that, you know, when the defense is doing their thing and I, I'm doing my extra work, he's the one, he's down there catching balls for me. You know, he's down there uh, working with me, giving me extra reps. Uh, we threw that route, um, I think, three or four times extra on that left side in practice. Just we felt like we didn't really like it and we need to work on it. Man, he catches it, catches a touchdown today, you know, so. Um, we're always working at that chemistry. It's never perfect. You know, this is NFL football. It's never going to be perfect. But um, we definitely rely on it. Um, you know, all those reps we've had together for sure. Derek, uh, Dennis mentioned that he thinks your health has been a factor in you finding your you know, rhythm and group play in recent weeks. I know you haven't wanted to use that as an excuse, but has that been something that has definitely made a big difference in December for you? I'll let DA say that. <laughs> um, you know me, man. I just I can't make an excuse or because I've been playing well. Like, oh yeah, my shoulder. I feel better. You know, I do feel better. That's just I can always be honest with you. I do feel better. Um, uh, but I'll let I'll let Da and other guys talk on that. <clears throat> well, he did a great job of using uh, you know help to get a, a pick uh, and. 
outpace him so fast, man. He got the guy in a trail position, and I was able to not, you know, overthrow him, just give him a ball that he could react to. Uh, and he made an outstanding play, and I'm thankful. I, I'm thankful he landed in the end zone. I'm sorry. You said Adam. Adam oh yeah, 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 that was awesome. Yeah, it, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I went to hand that ball, uh, you know, that's usually AK, you know, back there. And when I went and I was like, Adam, <laughs> and, and he took off and it was a huge run for us to take some time off the clock. Uh, but I know for his confidence too, uh, you know, and you know, he was probably thinking of the last time you know he played these guys and. Uh, you know, I even told JT Joel uh, on the sideline, I said that was huge for him to be in there for that play um, and have that opportunity to show, you know, because I'm sure he was thinking of the last game, just like I was thinking of the last game. I think I was fresh off the Green Bay game and I was very frustrated with certain things and things I could and couldn't do. So, um, you know, it's always good to, in a division game to get back at somebody and get a win, um, you know, because they, they, they got after us the first time. Losing Landon and Alvin, you know, just talk about the job of Jamal Williams in that second half and maybe the camera really too. Uh, I, those are two guys, you know, again, you can't just replace guys. You know, you know, Landon and AK are uh, great teammates, great players, great people, um, you know, for our locker room and for our team. And, you know, I thought Cam stepped up huge for us coming in uh, in that role. He, he, he's done that before for us in this season and played well. Um, and I thought he did a great job. I thought uh, Jamal stepping up, that's, that's no shock to me. Jamal's, you know, one of the best running backs, power running backs that you're going to find, you know. And, you know, he's one of the most uh, enthusiastic. Um, he's a different cat, uh, but he's one of my favorite teammates I've ever had because of his love for not only the game, but his love for his teammates. You know, he, he, he tells us all the time, he's like, I'm going to run through someone's face for y'all. It's ain't for me. You know, and, you know, when you have a guy like that, you know, you can always go to go to bat with him and Taysom could probably talk about him even more, you know, uh, with the years they spent together. But, you know, the short time I've been with him, uh, he brightens my day every time I see him. And so to see him get uh, a lot of carries and make some tough yards for us uh, today against a really good run defense, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, oh, that, I was so happy. You know, we, you know, we obviously were together. Um, you know, with the Raiders, and I've seen his development, I've seen his growth, and um, I, I'm more proud of who he's become off the field and, and the type of man he's become, you know, uh, type of father he wants to be. Um, you know, that, you know, those, as much as growth as he's made on the field, off the field, he's, he's done even better. Um, and I'm so proud of that um, because he's worked hard at it. And so uh, I thank God for him because he's, he's a great teammate. Uh, you know, even though on the scout team sometimes he's a, a saboteur, uh, <laughs> uh, and it is what it is because that's John. You know, but when he got his chance, he made a lot of great plays. Derek, how do you feel about where the team's mindset is at after you guys responded to the you know playoff mentality challenge to still be alive in the team? Yeah, we're still alive, playing for some um, jobs not done. You know, one of my favorite my favorite athlete of all time. It's one of his most famous quotes, you know, job's not finished. And so um, until, until we run out of time, I'm going to keep believing, but I'm going to keep working. You know, uh, we can't feel satisfied um, because we got to win. You know, we came in with the expectation to win. We had to win. We, we did. It feels good. But we, we got to play another team that we didn't beat this year. And so, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that matchup. You know, and we'll start on them as you know as soon as we can. Real quick, it seemed like they were able to, based on a lot of pressure, but you guys were able to pick that up pretty well. 
what you see in terms of the coordination that you guys handled? That was some of the most, that was the saw capital of the world today. They were bringing every form of corner nickel, you know, safeties and, you know, base linebacker Sam Will. I mean, inside pressure, outside pressure, picks, stunts. Um, and our guys didn't give up a sack. I know it says one on that sheet. That was my fault. I thought I threw it away. You know, so I want to credit our offensive line with the, an amazing job that they did. Uh, you know, our, our, our two offensive line coaches um, with the plan um, that they gave us because, you know, when they give us a plan and we go out there and execute it, um, it, it's awesome when you come away with those results because that's really tough to do against this team. They uh, have a lot of disguises. You know, they, they hide their pressures better than anybody else. They do a, a fantastic job, and they've played a lot of football together, you can tell. So um, to come out of that with one sack, which was my fault, um, but none by the O-line, that's it's an amazing feat that they had, and they deserve a lot of credit. Saints quarterback Derek Carr's postgame interview brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Cajun Cannon, uh, Carr speaking at the end there saying, hey, that, that sack is on me even, giving credit to the O-line. You know what? Considering all the injuries uh, that are going on, did a heck of a job today. Yes, uh, the offensive line and uh, Tampa Bay, uh, th- their approach with Todd Bowles, I think uh, we're going to get after and uh, – uh, we're going to outflank them, outnumber them, and, and uh, put pressure on Carr, and then we're going to force them into mistakes. So uh, I guarantee they thought they would have more than uh, a sack. They thought uh, when all said and done that they would probably have uh, three or four sacks and they only have having one sack uh, by what? Uh, I mean, when, when you look at uh, him having a sack, a tackle for a loss, but uh, so yeah, we he, didn't even hear the name Yaya Darby at all. No, no. Uh, so you got to give the offensive line uh, a lot of credit in, in that regard. Now you talked about that scramble. That was a third and nine, and then uh, he ended up like you know, he was scrambling. Uh, come on, it, it, you should never, never. Uh, now you have a you have to understand where he had on the field, and he thought he was still in bounds, but he ran out of bounds. You should never take a sack. Because if you're out the pocket, all you got to do, you got to just throw it past the line of scrimmage. You don't even have to throw it to a receiver. Uh, it wasn't like that back in the day. You had to throw it to a receiver even though you're out the pocket. So uh, to give up that sack, yeah, that, that, that uh, Derek Carr at least acknowledged that. Uh, uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, if you're the number one receiver, and if I look at him, uh, what he was able to do, like uh, Chris Olave had six targets. Uh, three catches for 26 yards. He had that long gain of 14. And if you look at I think it. It was the uh, first play of the game, though. He had a drop, right? Steve, that's what I'm saying. He had, like, at the beginning uh, of the game, and we're trying to set the uh, tone. Right, I was like, oh, what are you doing? Okay, we go to, uh, uh, you know, the first quarter, the first drive went 14 plays, 73 yards. Taysom Hill, uh, Jawan Johnson, plus 11. Yeah. Taysom throwing it. Carter Chris Olave uh, drop pass. Then we had a third and eight. Then he made it. Uh, Carter Olave plus eleven. And then if you notice, uh, I gotta look at my notes more. Uh, but what happened as the game transpired? And it looks like Derek Carr was audibling, and he wanted to go to Chris Olave. Chris Olave was blocking, so he'd, he'd have been wide open probably on that play. So all of a sudden, uh, you look, he's getting targeted uh, six times. So instead of three catches for uh, six targets, he probably should have had uh, uh, five catches on six targets and, and definitely over 50 yards instead of 26. 
on our Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from you. Sound off on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. We'll be back right after this break on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. One last false start on me in the 2023 season as we get ready for 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Time to get into our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game, Cajun Cannon, as presented by Friend and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. I know you've got a a leader of the pack and also you said an honorable mention. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Now, when you look how he came into the league, uh, he's number one draft pick with the Raiders, and then he was a free agent with the Seahawks, and he was on the Saints practice squad. He's going into his fifth year out of Mississippi State, Jonathan Abram. Uh, but, you know, when you have an opportunity to play, do you take advantage of that and where he's at in his career? Right. Marcus May heard Jordan Howden sick. Yes. Uh, so he was truly a diamond in the rough alongside uh, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger. He was second, um, and uh, he was second both in total tackles and unassisted tackles. He had five unassisted, uh, five total, but he made an impact. Jonathan Abram. Uh, he had an interception. He had a pass defend. He had a forced fumble. So he was a big part. Uh, we ended up being plus four in the turnover margin. Well, he had half of that. He had two out of the four. So uh, definitely a diamond in the rough. Now, he is a veteran, uh, but uh, not much so much at the Saints uniform. But Jonathan Abram, you got to give him a lot of credit. He's six foot 205, uh, like I said, from Columbia, Mississippi, Mississippi State uh, grad. And um, it's kind of like not lived up to expectations uh, in, in particular because where he was drafted and going to different places, like a military brat, I'm moving, I'm here, there, and now he's with the Saints. But he was outstanding today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and helped the Saints win. An honorable mention, considering uh, what he's done uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Now he's going into his fourth year, not a veteran. Uh, now we drafted him in uh, the third round in 2020, that being Zach Bond. Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. That's who LSU's playing uh, tomorrow. But Zach Bond, I think at times we've played him out of position. He's 6'3", 225, but not so much. He don't want to be on his heels. He wants to be more aggressive getting after the opposing quarterback. So look at Zach Bond. He ended up having three total tackles, three and assisted a sack, led the team in quarterback hurries with two, and was tied um, – uh, for tackles for a loss with Pete Werner, Demario Davis, and Brian Brzee. So he had one tackle for a loss. He had a pass defending, and he also had a tackle on special teams, unassisted. I think that was that kickoff coverage tackle that I told you was outstanding. So truly two diamond in the rough and an honorable mention diamond, I would say Jonathan Abram and Zach Bond. 
That's your Diamond in the Rough performance of the game that's presented by Friends and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Going to take a break right here on the Ciroc Point after. Get back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after. Happy New Year, Who That Nation. The Saints, a 23-13 winner in Tampa Bay. Playoff hope still alive. We'll see how things shake out. The black and gold taking on the Atlanta Falcons next weekend. We're still waiting on times and of... Uh, what, when's that going to happen in the NFL? Uh, I guess maybe Monday. Will they well, well, will they announce uh, that on a holiday? I think if we'd have beat the Rams, uh, that that uh, they might have changed. But we playing at twelve noon next Sunday. Us in Atlanta, come on, right? Uh, uh, they got bigger fish to fry <laughs> or bigger potatoes. Considering that now, uh, there's potentially if, two games on Saturday, but I don't think think that would happen either for the Saints. No, it'd be almost like if we win. Or Atlanta would win. We win the NFC South. Uh, well, that's that's not the scenario. No, right. You still need help there with the Bucks. And then even at, even the Bucks, if they beat Carolina, why would they move there? Put that, that, that game, game into a prime Car- slot. Right. Carolina is awful. Right. Yeah. No, they're going to change. They're going to have enough other games to change that. So you think? But we'll be uh, both noon starts, and we'll yes, be scoreboard I, watching during that time. Yes, I think we'll play at the same time. Uh, come next Sunday at noon. Let's get to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. James and Nola, what you got for us today, James? Hey, guys. Uh, happy New Year. Um, welcome to uh, the Wood Dragon uh, sometime in February, I guess. But, um, no, listen, I- I'm surprised like everybody. I'm thinking um, I-, I was I was more focused on, and this is a discussion I think we, we-, we can still have, is uh, we're going to be $90 million over the cap again next season, and it's not going to make a difference. Um, the, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because we're going to push the money back, but uh, we got to draft better, you know. Um, we got we got to get a real offensive and def- uh, defensive lineman, and uh, and no matter what, what happens uh, next week, uh, that's still going to be the scenario. Uh, I know Terry Bradshaw mentioned, I don't know if anybody else said this already, Terry Bradshaw mentioned uh, over the air that uh, uh, we need to find ourselves a quarterback. But beyond that, um, we got to block better. We got to draft better. I mean, uh, uh, listen, Tampa Bay paid $4 million for, for this kid. We, we, we coughed up $150 million. $150 million, we could have saved at least half of that. Derek wasn't going to go nowhere. He wanted to play with, with, with Dennis. We could have got ourselves – uh, offensive line. What was the name? What's the name of that offensive lineman I used to bother you about, Bobby? The the old guy. We could have got him instead of him going to Seattle. And, oh, Jason uh, Peters. You know, yeah, Jason Peters. We could have got him. We could have got a whole bunch of other guys. You know, um, I don't know. Well, I don't know what I. You know, ever since 2017, our draft class, our draft people have sucked. After, that after 2017, we keep picking the wrong guys. And, right, well, well, right. And, 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 and James, uh, no, you say picking um, picking the wrong guys. It's not like we're not addressing the offense or defensive line. Right, and we paint them. Look, McCoy, Cesar Ruiz. You look at Peyton Turner. You look at Davenport. You go on and on. Now you might say uh, we got to draft uh, the right guy. With that being said, now. Uh, you might say, but Terry Bradshaw, he could take the approach. He's not don't watch the Saints like we watch him, but uh, he'll have an opinion, obviously. But when you think about this, uh, that's water under the bridge. They've already 
invested in Derek Carr. They're not like thinking about investing in Derek Carr. Right, it's a done deal. They already have. So that's why, James, right now, okay, you can look more long term. Yes, there's nothing wrong with drafting a, a quarterback high. Look, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are very stable with Alex Smith taking them to the playoffs. They still drafted Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. So that's why I brought up to Mickey, it doesn't matter that you still have Derek Carr and he meet a quarterback next year, but uh, a young guy you bring in here for the future. Now, they might think Derek Carr is the future beyond 2024. I don't. Uh, but I think next year, Derek Carr is the future. Now, he can put pressure on the Saints, supply and demand. Let's say Derek Carr would do awesome next year. Then the Saints will say, well, we have him under contract. Let's just keep him or let, let him keep playing. Or then maybe some other team might be enticed by him because you want to put in the young guy. That's what happened with Alex Smith. Alex Smith was taking the Chiefs to the uh, playoffs, but they looked at Pat Mahomes. They could take us to the next level. Alex Smith went to the Redskins. Remember, went to Washington. Right. And then he broke his leg really bad. But wherever he was at, he had success. And I think Derek Carr would have success. There's not enough quarterbacks. But to take that next step and win a championship, no, uh, Derek Carr could be that building block to get there. As we get ready to head on out of here, let's pause 10 seconds. Let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to give big thanks to our team behind the scenes on the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb, studio producers, main man Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, and Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cajun. Cannon. Say Happy New Year and good night to everybody. Happy New Year. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.